Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. There, talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is your eternal champion, the Rogue of Wrestling. Still got my title, baby. Slaughtered Joe over at the G1 Supercard. We had so much fun. Uh, My tag team partner here, the New Jersey Kid, what did you think of the show? Uh, The G1 was amazing. I mean, not only, like, you can account for it. I walked in and sat down. You would beat us there. Walked in and sat down and was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, I'm in Madison Square Garden. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy just to be there. For wrestling. Like, I'm going back next week for a Billy Joel concert. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, I, I'm sure I still get, like, the same feeling. But being there for a wrestling actual event, I think, made it even better. Like, because we had gone there when WrestleMania was in New York before. The same mm-hmm. group I was with, we went there for the Hall of Fame. And, like, mm-hmm. that was cool. But it wasn't, like, a real wrestling event, so... Right, yeah, it's very different watching wrestling versus watching the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we also had amazing seats, so. (laughs) Yeah, that was fucking great. Like, we had the perfect amount of distance. Like, it's obviously cool to be in, like, the very front rows and things like that, but we still had, like, we were in the second section. We could see everything. Yeah, we could see everything, like, perfectly. Even, like, the crazy ringside shit with Enzo and Cass Mm -hmm. that ended up happening later in the show, like, we saw that very well, too. Yeah. This was a great fucking show, start to finish. Like, yeah, probably, like, the only kind of, like, slightly lower points were, like, the women's match. I don't think that that match was that great. Yeah, I mean, uh, also didn't have a lot of build-up. Uh, interesting mm-hmm. ending, though, with, uh, what are they called? The Allure. Yes. Uh, debuting. So, having Angelina Love and Velvet Sky come out, uh, mm-hmm. team up with Mandy Leone from Ring of Honor. Um, apparently, Bully Ray has done an interview that he was the one that pushed Ring of Honor to, like, sign these bigger names so to speak mm. of someone like angelina love and velvet sky who've been on granted it was tna but they still had like the tv exposure and they were also great characters and so that's what mm-hmm. he said like he's trying to push ring of honor towards like look you already have the great wrestling now let's improve the storytelling yeah that's that's an excellent fucking point and you could even see it on this show too i think that there was a lot of different elements of that like like you said with the allure coming out Mm-hmm. For the women, like that was helping to spice that angle up. Yeah. But then also with like the street fight, it was initially advertised as just like, okay, it was going to be Bully Ray versus Juice. Mm-hmm. But then Juice gets attacked backstage. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's like, holy shit, now it's Flip. But then, wait, now it's not just Flip. It's, you know, it's going to be a six man match because it's like, you know, Juice and, um, I'm totally blanking on his name, Mark Haskins. Is yes, that his name? Haskins, yeah. Haskins come out, you know, with lifeblood to save. And then it's like this big With old match. The dumpster basically full of <laughs> yeah. weapons. 
that was a lot of fucking fun. That was a great fucking match. And it, yeah. it makes me kind of wonder, too, is like, because uh, there's been talk with the um, Crockett Cup, uh, as far as the tag teams, that Flip is going to be tagging with Bandito, another member of Lifeblood. Do you mm-hmm. think that maybe Flip is going to be joining up with Lifeblood at some point? I think so. I think this is now pointing towards that. He would fit in with the group. like Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right, for his character. He's like ultra babyface. Yeah. And very honorable ultra babyface, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that made that match. Like, that match was going to be like... Be, I didn't want to say I was disappointed that it was juiced at first. Because Bully had basically like... Anytime there's an open challenge, it's like, oh, what new debuting guy is going to come in? And then mm. it was announced that it was going to be Juice, and I was like, okay, that's cool, but, like, let's see what... And I think they made it way more interesting, the way they did it, uh, that way. Like, it provided so much drama mm-hmm. during the show. Because usually during shows, you're like, all right, I know what matches are coming. Mm-hmm. I know what's next. And, like, that, we didn't. We were like, oh, shit, Juice was attacked. Oh, shit, who's going to replace him? Oh, shit, yeah. it's Flip. Oh, oh now, now it's changed again. And, like, and that's what that match was for. Like, mm-hmm. that match wasn't going to be the technical match it was just gonna be let's have a bunch of weapons and do it and i and i think they were different enough from the roh title match as well yeah definitely because you know the roh title match that was uh a lot more of the like that sort of slow kind of climb like you hit a bunch of moves onto a guy and then there's like that the struggle between guys whereas this was like just straight chaos this was just like absolute war like they had sword fights with kendo sticks yeah yeah exactly there was a lot more like comedy spots and character spots too of just like you know, the struggle between, like, this giant, you know, three versus three. Yeah. And it was uh, very much, like, you know, younger guys versus older guys, too. Yeah, was, that's like, Bully true. and uh, Silas Young, and then and Ch- Shane Taylor. The third? Yeah, and Shane Taylor, yeah. Yeah. And, well, and smaller versus bigger. Smaller versus bigger, younger versus yeah. old. Like, basically, Juice is probably, like, the only person that can, like, size for size go up against, like, Bully Ray and S- Silas and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Flip and Mark are definitely a lot smaller. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was like these, you know, sparky young upstarts, you know, making sure that the old fucks can't just like piece them out of this promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. What was, uh, I I do think that probably my match of the night had to have been um, Ibushi Naito though. That oh, was so fucking down. fun. Although from a crowd reaction perspective though, the only thing that would probably rival that was just Okada and Jay White. Like the crowd went nuts for Okada. Yes. Like, and that was great to see. I mean, that just proves their uh, how good they are because mm-hmm. that crowd. I think I think that championship match was when the crowd was starting to get fatigued. Um, mm-hmm. I think at the beginning there, I think the crowd was just a little quieter than they were for the other matches. Um, but you could tell by the end that they were like, "Oh shit, this is great. We're getting into this." And you know what? Like this just kind of clicked to me. I wonder if this is even intentionally part of why Okada wrestles the way that he does, because I feel like he always does that. He's very kind of slow to start, and then he builds up and ramps up into that finish. And then yes. once it gets into there, then it just goes nonstop. I think that's what and, his style has to be because he's at the end of these New Japan cars that like, right. go crazy from the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he's got to be able to like, like you're you're gonna be fatigued. You can't be, uh, one hundred percent into there was ended up being what 12 matches on this card yeah i think it was 12 like and yeah you're not gonna be up and hype and 100 percent for every single one and then actually too i think on the other side of it too the, the more of them that you are hyped up for it eventually kind of like over time cumulatively starts to drain you 
Yes. Because it's like, you know, all right, I'm, like I had my adrenaline pumping up for this match. Holy shit, I'm really excited. All right, and then now it comes down a little bit, and then another match gets me really excited, and then you cool down a little bit, and then just yeah. the more times you your, do that. Your like, max, like, excitement, like, starts dimming, basically, because you just can't, you can't be at that level for that long of a period of time. Yeah, you got to see how much you have in the tank. Mm-hmm. As far as like you know, how much excitement can you muster? But and I would say that de- the crowd definitely like I, the peak was definitely Ibushi Naido. So yeah, especially because that was so like people love both of them. Yes. So that was very much like the the back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And the crowd loved having like yeah, it was very much like we loved getting into the rivalry of like, are you an Ibushi guy or a Naito guy? But everybody's kind of both really. It's just yeah. more of like which one do you like a little bit more? Because mm-hmm. I like. Who the fuck in that building? Like, I don't think you could have found somebody who was not a fan of both those guys. Yeah. And it was just, it was at the perfect spot in the card. Like, mm-hmm. everything just led up to it really well. Yeah. And then, because then it was right between that and the um, final match was the ladder match, right? Yes. And that was a really fun, like, great break in between because it was, like, really insane, fast, hardcore action. But weirdly enough, almost harder core action as far as just, like, in, um, pace level mm-hmm. between Ibushi and Naito. And then you had this, like, really um, hard-hitting, a little bit slower match with the ladder match. Well, but that yeah, had it a has lot to of, be, because like, it has to build right. towards the ladder climb, so. Exactly. And then having Marty in there, too, I think really helped, like, with just a lot of, like, creative spots. Oh, yeah. And just, that was a lot of fucking fun. Uh, except for too. Taven winning, which, you know, fuck Taven. <laughs> but that's the point, you know. Yeah. But, oh yeah, I mean, out of that, he's he's a great heel now, coming out of that match, because that crowd just hated it so much. Well, here's here's my thought with you and Taven. I want to get your opinion. It's like, do you think that Taven has legitimate heat, or does he just kind of have like go away heat? I think he has legitimate heat, because he he is good in the ring. Like he he's not like, oh my god, get this guy off the screen because he doesn't know how to wrestle. True. Um, yeah, from a technical standpoint, yeah, like he's he's fine. Yeah. So I, I think it's legitimate heat. I, I just think he, he's not everyone's favorite person. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why people like boom. Like when he's in there with Jay Lethal and Marty Scroll, like two of the most over guys in the promotion, <laughs> it's like, huh, who are they going to root for? <laughs> like, and so I think he like kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Automatically just is the heel. And so. Yeah, so yeah. then in that case, do you think, is he just getting booed because he's just not the guy that people like? Or is he actually drawing boos legitimately? I think at first, with the, with this King Kingdom run, mm-hmm. he was just not the guy that people liked. I think now he can become a legitimate heel off of this, this win. I think if he True. can go out there mm-hmm. with the right promo of, you guys didn't think I could do it, and here I am, and just be that smarmy ass heel. Like, mm-hmm. I think they'll be able to pull it off. Yep, and especially now that he's got something to uh, really like piss off the crowd. As far as like he's got the title, yeah, he can start screwing over baby faces and fuck over the audience by like you know keeping it around his waist. Yes, I beat two of your favorites in Lethal and Skrull. I think mm-hmm. this this could set up a really nice program with the Kingdom and Villain Club. Mm. villain enterprises i mean yeah yeah that could just either be fun in of itself or i mean shit depending on marty's timeline that might be like an exit angle yeah i could see that like the they get rid of the villain enterprises yeah or at least get rid of marty i don't know maybe the other guys would stay around 
Oh, I think because PCO and Brody King just signed, I think so. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be in the uh, Crockett Cup. Yes. Oh, that's happening, I think, all just this month. That's going to be at that uh, event in North Carolina, I believe. Mm-hmm. Where Marty is challenging for the NWA title. Oh, right, yeah. So that'll be fun. And, probably uh, probably won't get it. Jim Cornette is uh, commentating. Jim Cornette's on commentary, that's right. Yeah. So that would be he, a cool show. He talks about uh, on his podcast, he's like, yeah, I tried to retire, and they just keep pulling me back in. <laughs> They just, somehow, they just keep getting me back in. They just offer me enough money, and I keep taking it for some reason. Well, it's bit, for Jim Cornette, it's money, and he can't, he won't fly anywhere. So if you're within driving distance <laughs> of his house, he will be there. Fair enough. I mean, if I was old like that, I'd probably be the exact same way. I'd be like, fuck it, man. Like, unless you're giving me a shitload of money, which, like, there's no fucking reason for you to do, uh, I'm not flying. Yeah. So I'll just drive if you're close enough. And if I feel like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. What other highlights did we have from that show? Uh, uh, well, it... the, the tag team match I thought was great. Yes. And with, uh, you hinted at before, we had the entrance of, uh, why am I blanking on their names? Shit. Endzone Cass. <laughs> yeah, there we go. The Soft Boys. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Soft uh, Boys. I wonder what they will be called. Okay, so are you 100% like this is definitely just like a work shoot kind of thing? Oh, definitely. Uh, because people said, so actually we got the better angle of the whole thing. Because apparently mm-hmm. on the TV they were completely ignoring it. Right, that's that's the only thing that I kept thinking in my head is like maybe this is actually just a shoot and not a work at all. Yeah. Is that like why the fuck would they bother setting up this angle and then just not put any cameras on it yeah so apparently it was to yeah it was to basically make it feel like that so the announcers would Mm -hmm. would hint at it they're like these guys want attention and we're not giving it to them oh so they even mentioned that on commentary yeah they mentioned that but they weren't going to show like they were like oh guys are trying to that's interesting so yeah I, i haven't gone back to like actually watch it you know obviously we were just there live yeah i but yeah that makes a lot of sense either but yeah so I think, and I, I think that's a cool way of doing it, right? Like that is very cool because yeah, I just assumed the commentary was not saying anything. Yeah, and they were just and like, so that's you know, why both mm-hmm. people at home and in the arena, it was it was a nice setup of like, oh shit, neither of us know what's going on. Like, because mm-hmm. I thought too, I was like, oh, the announce like at home, the announcers are going, oh, Enzo and Caster here, Enzo and Cast-, like, but no, they were just saying they wouldn't use their names, and they were just saying they want attention and we're not giving it to them. Hmm. Okay, that makes me feel like because like I was, at, because of the way they handled, especially the way like how lackadaisical security was, I was like eighty percent sure that this was a work shoot. But yeah. there was like that twenty percent of me that was like, but why the fuck wouldn't they put the cameras on it at least like for a little bit? Yeah, that seemed so weird to me because especially like you know these they had to have like signed them to something if that was going to be a thing. Yeah, so it's like why would you not put these guys on TV? But yeah, maybe that's because it would just. It's done exactly what it was doing, you know? Yeah. And this, it's they still are real to me, with, damn it. Uh, they're, they're signed with Ring of Honor. Not they with are signed with Ring of Honor? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Takes care of that. Well, yeah. then that's really cool, actually. Then that's really cool, because the crowd went so ballistic, including us. Yeah. We were so pissed <laughs> at these guys. 
yeah. like man i was well, i was, was calling him a, a subhuman piece of trash like <laughs> that like he better watch out in case anybody sees him out on the streets like <laughs> i was i was getting heated up because well, you had you had a nice win by girls of destiny um mm-hmm. i thought pco and Brody king looked great even sonata were great briscoe brothers were always at the top of their game mm-hmm. and it was just a great fucking match and then they came out and like almost ruined it and i thought it was a nice two jo- like bully ray coming out with mm-hmm. a chair like i, that, I thought that, that was too nice i was like what the fuck why is bully out here like yeah. if this isn't a, if this isn't real yeah then like why are they breaking the storyline of just randomly having bully come out here yeah which was, but, I just like how pissed like, he looked. I was so, well, cause like, I mean, so my percentage of how sure I was it was a shoot has changed dramatically between when it was happening and then when I was thinking about it later. Yeah. You know, cause at the time, well, like, cause when, when I, cause I saw them turn off the cameras and I couldn't hear what the commentary was saying and the way it was being handled at first with like Mark just swinging at Enzo, dude, going yeah. nuts. I was like. A hundred percent. I thought this was a shoot because Enzo had done this shit before too, so yeah. it's not like there was no precedent. But so was I like, was like, I was ready to like, if security wasn't going to do anything, man, I was ready to run down there and just pummel his ass myself. Like, I pull, was so pull jacked. A Dash Wilder on the guy that uh, attacked Brett. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna <laughs> like maim him if I could get my hands on him. Well, and he's that kind of guy too. That like when you see the the wrestler is like so pissed off, like you're like, oh yeah, I can see that. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Like bully rage just grabs a fucking chair, and cracks it, and it's like, yeah, come on, tough guy. It's like he's gonna kill this motherfucker if he moves. Like, <laughs> like I, I guess that also just is a testament to like how good bully Ray is at like playing himself. Mm-hmm. That like he's, <laughs> I feel like he's just that type of guy. Like he's that guy that you would know. It's like he would actually do it. I could see him killing a man. <laughs> like, he, he would actually just bust a guy with like a chair over his head to try to kill him. Yeah, he'd do it. <laughs> like he could get angry enough, and he would just do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't also be that type of person. Takes one to know one, but <laughs> yeah, I could see it in him. Uh, oh, so yeah, gosh. looking forward to see how they in- integrate that. Um, this show really got me like excited for ring of honor tv i have to say yeah there was a lot of stuff to set up for the future yeah a lot of fun especially with like the you know titles uniting and stuff like that too you got jeff cobb as now the tv and open weight champion yeah apparently that was uh new japan wants him over more so it was like hey let's give him both titles and that way he can be on both and that makes even more sense now with like elgin being gone out of new japan it's like perfect He's Elgin 2.0. <laughs> Definitely yeah, there's like, it's like, you know what? We're just going to try this guy instead. We'll see how he goes. Yeah. Um. Oh, apparently one thing we didn't get to see because we were live in the crowd mm. was the storyline of the Dalton Castle and Roosh match, which was that apparently Dalton was distracted by feathers in the ring from the boys. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Apparently that's why he was like defeated so fast was like, he looked down and saw some feathers, asked the boys to uh, clean it up, and then that's what caused the distraction of Roosh being able to, like, get all those, like, drop kicks in the corner and stuff like that. I see. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense as to then why he turned. Obviously. And then why he turned. Exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah, it seemed very... I mean, I guess it could have just made sense as far as just, like, a general frustration angle. Uh-huh. But, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Good. That shows a little bit more light on that. 
and then yeah of course like shit i'm trying to think is there any other match we have not talked about yet on this show because uh, there was a, a british heavyweight match uh the rumble yeah. we had um zack saber defeat hiroshi tanahashi yeah um perfect perfect cool down match after the tag team insanity well yeah because it was all it was the submission based so it was very slow i thought that was interesting it was just a nice different match for tanahashi Mm -hmm. um he didn't have to do anything too crazy which apparently he still even got hurt in it Mm, damn it yeah i mean he's just i think he's at that age where if just something goes even a little bit wrong he's gonna get some type of injury Mm -hmm. well and and yeah and that he's constantly being expected to do like such insane matches yeah that's yeah. why i liked this one it was like it was a nice slow match with zack saber jr all about the submissions so mm-hmm. yeah it, it's actually it's a good opponent for him actually i think yeah right um now. i think the only other match uh we mentioned the women kelly klein won and then was attacked yep. by allure we mentioned oh so the other one we haven't uh the dragon lee ishimori and bandito match which was oh yeah insane <laughs> just craziness from very beginning to the very end uh this is a lot of fucking fun to watch all three of these guys worked really well together i thought oh yeah and um, yeah we got dragon lee new champion which uh yeah i think you called that one right yeah because i said yep. he was the most uh uh new japan based one besides ishimori <laughs> besides the one that's actually new japan yeah yeah he's he's more based dragon lee i think is normally cmll yes yeah but he goes over to New Japan a lot, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I, now that I look at, I was just gonna say, now that I'm looking at this card, it was a well like paced out, the order of the card. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, this is just a lot of fun. That was one complaint uh, some of my friends had for the, like WrestleMania. They were like, like they were like, oh yeah, the New Japan card was like long, but like. I never felt like the most tired I felt was like the main event, but then I got back into mm-hmm. it by the end of the match. And then the, yeah, the how did you, how did you feel comparatively to the WrestleMania card? I guess we can just jump right over into that now. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I think, I mean, G1 destroys it. I think in terms of just like keeping my attention, mm-hmm. uh, but I guess uh, there's so many variables. <laughs> I just, don't, I don't want to be unfair. Like, sure. Well, we're I talking about your fur- experience, you know? I was further away at WrestleMania, obviously, mm-hmm. because, like, it was much cheaper for us to get the tickets we had at G1 than it was at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, yeah, the crowd was just way more into every match at the G1. Like, and I think it's the settings and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think WrestleMania just gets too big sometimes, I think. Yeah, so then comparatively, because, like, obviously, like, both companies are trying to set up a show that's going to be enjoyable and that people can stay into for theoretically the whole show. Yeah. But like for you, uh, for WrestleMania, like how long, like how well do you, did they maintain your attention? Like from like when did you eventually kind of like drift off or lose attention? When did it come back? Like from uh, a pacing after, standpoint. So hold on, let me look at the order of the matches. Um. Because like on the pre-show we had Kofi, was like the Battle Royals and oh, okay. after Kofi winning, like that's mm-hmm. when I started dying. Yeah, I think that that was that seemed to be a general trend. Is that is that kind of what it felt like in the crowd in general? Definitely, because like Samoa Joe then comes out and defeats Rey Mysterio in like no time, mm-hmm. and so the crowd was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I then we were going to see some Booyaka, Booyaka, but then it was Roman Reigns winning, and then the crowd completely died at Triple H Batista. <laughs> I don't know what your like 
feeling on TV was, but the crowd was silent at certain times in that match. Yeah, it's it, it's always. I feel like it's hard for me to judge with WrestleMania because there's like the the open uh, air. Yeah, like the open stadiums. So the crowd noise doesn't always translate on TV very well. Uh-huh. And you, I feel like you can only every once in a while pick up like the really big boos and the really big yes. Like, mm-hmm. so every once in a while, like during a big entrance or during a pop, like so a couple exceptions to that were like where you could very clearly hear the reaction of the crowd was going nuts was like you know Kofi winning, like yep. crowd definitely went nuts for that. Um, crowd had a pretty good reaction I think at the end for Becky, although that was so long that like it definitely wasn't as intense as Kofi, but I think they were just tired. Oh yeah, because that was Becky won at like twelve twenty in the morning, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and apparently, yes. uh, I guess we'll, we'll <clears throat> let's just talk about all the problems yeah. with this with this WrestleMania card. Did you hear about the whole problem with the New Jersey transit system with people at the I, stadium? <laughs> I did hear about this a little bit. Yeah. So WWE apparently did not tell New Jersey Transit about what time the show was getting over. Mm-hmm. And so the show got over at 1220 something. So basically let's round up to 1230. Yeah. And the last train leaving the stadium heading to New York was at 1am. Ooh. So there was thousands of people stranded at that stadium. It started raining shortly after we got back out to our car. Oh, that's balls. And I mean, at least you just, got there, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were fine. For all we, the other people. Holy shit. We <laughs> sat out in the parking lot for a little bit. We, we were letting the traffic go down. <laughs> And mm-hmm. then as soon as it started raining, we're like, it was around that time that it started raining when we were like, oh, hey, traffic's dying down. So we just got into our car. So we're dry and then we're just waiting in a car. Like, mm-hmm. But the people waiting outside for a train, oh, I can't even imagine. That would have been hell. Yeah. And so, yeah, they just, and they didn't play. And so New Jersey Transit came out and was basically like, um, yeah, you guys didn't tell us when it was getting over. Like, we were assuming it would be over by 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough and vince apparently wwe responded was like uh like live sports we don't know when it's gonna get over it's like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> that's seriously their fucking response mm-hmm. oh my god that hold is, on let me what? let me see if while we're talking, let me see if I can pull up the back and forth between WWE and New Jersey Transit. Doesn't doesn't WWE still like even though a majority of people are watching the show on the network, this is still a pay per view and other things like that. They have to give you a time. Like, yeah. that's such bullshit. That is so fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> we don't know when it's gonna be over. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, just translate that statement to Roman Reigns. But um, oh, uh, but, oh my God, uh, man, you know what? They especially what you're talking about. This this made so much sense. I think they should have split this card to two days. They should have had Kofi main event day one, mm-hmm. Becky main event day two, so that then the crowd can have their fun and die afterwards, then yep. come back and do it all over again. Cause man, that that shit is just wait. Like I fell asleep for significant parts of this card. I had to strategically nap throughout it to make sure I could even get to the main event. Cause it was like a certain match would come on, and I'd be like, "All right, I've got about 15 minutes," and I'd hit the snooze. <laughs> so like SmackDown tag team match, didn't see it. Um, uh, I actually I missed the U.S. title match too. Um, 
well, actually, no, I was about to be missing it, but then it was already over. Because ah. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know, I was settling down, and I was like, well, I know that Ray's hurt, so this is probably just going to be a SmackDown match. But then I was like, oh, nope, this shit's over. So then I missed most of Reigns and Drew McIntyre, because I was like, fuck this shit, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't miss much. But, oh my god. Like, why the, f- seriously, they gave Roman Reigns this win? Yeah. This is... I think this is going to be a mistake that bites him in the ass. Because, like, people are starting to actually kind of like Roman Reigns, but, like, here but, you go. Like, I don't know what they did with it, because the idea was, like, oh, Seth won. Okay, that... so you're going to want a heel challenger, but then they were like, oh, Drew lost. But now Drew's being advertised, basically, that he's probably going to SmackDown. And Roman Reigns was nowhere to be seen on Raw. Yeah. Although, you know, you bring up Seth, though. I will say, I thought that was an excellent stroke of booking to switch up the timing for Seth Rollins and uh, Brock Lesnar. Yes. And that whole storyline. You know, I think Paul Heyman be like, if we're not going to be the main event, we're not waiting around. Fuck this shit. It was, and it definitely, it got the crowd to be like, oh shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, 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 I kind of feel better for Seth in terms of that, that the crowd, I think, was completely caught off guard. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why he didn't get as big of a pop as like, I think Kofi did. Um, yeah. Because it was so early on and so fast. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, you know, I, I liked it too, especially because I liked the, the heart wrench of emotions I went through in that match. Because, like, with Daniel Bryan and Kofi, I was pretty certain that, like, Kofi was going to win the whole time. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, with Brock Lesnar and Rollins, I kind of thought it was like, Lesnar's just going to win. This is just typical Lesnar shit. And that's kind of what it looked like in the beginning. was like, all right, well, look, he's just destroying him right now, right before the match. So then he can ring the bell, hit him with one more F5, and then it'll be over. But then, bada bing, holy shit, they flip the switch and, you know, the script is totally different now. And Seth Rollins pulls out this crazy, like, you know, hits him in the balls, three curb stomps. Holy shit, he just fucking won. And just, you know, for me personally... Anytime I see Brock Lesnar lose, it's like, yes! So. Yeah. Get the was, title was, off that fucker. It was definitely well booked. And and the feeling in the crowd was interesting. It was like, <laughs> so Seth had won early on. Then mm. Kofi won. And so we're all thinking, like, holy shit, if we wait until the fucking end and either <laughs> Ronda Rousey and Charlotte win or Charlotte win, we're going to fucking riot. Like. You know what the biggest troll moment is if, like, somehow Becky tapped to both of them? Like, they both have submissions on her? <laughs> She's like, huh, you waited for seven plus hours for this. <laughs> you waited seven and a half hours to see this. But, no, outside of the fact that it was so late, what did you think of the main event? Uh, the triple I th- threat. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was definitely weird that, like, Charlotte gets the helicopter entrance, which... I want to make clear, I don't think any podcast has gotten this right so far. The helicopter was not live. Yeah, no, of course not. Okay. What what kind of dipshit thought that was live? I, like, somebody, well, they weren't saying it. They were just like, oh, yeah, Charlotte had this helicopter entrance. And, like, the, the crowd was very confused by it because they're showing this helicopter on the screen, which I thought went for a little too long, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, they're probably confused because there was that flyover in the beginning of the show. Yeah. So I thought, like, hey, flying things can be near here. Well, t- Maybe the helicopter's like, happening now. Well, Charlotte, they were showing Charlotte in the helicopter. Like, oh, cool, that'd be great if she, like, 
lands in the stadium or something like that. I mean, sure, that would be badass. But yeah. then we like we're like, oh, it's not happening. <laughs> no. Uh, we did see it. We saw it happening earlier, though. Like from the mm-hmm. parking lot, we could see the helicopter. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. We just thought we're like, oh, like some higher up WWE like person is arriving or something like that. Ah, uh, yes, Vince McMahon himself has arrived. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. And then I thought Joan Jett did a great job. That yeah. was probably one of the best like live performances of an entrance I've ever seen. Um, uh, and then just, it was weird seeing Becky just have her normal entrance, but I think the crowd definitely helped because the first two came out and everyone was just like, boo, <laughs> um, out of my group though, Dan and Rob almost got into a fight with some asshole, like a couple rows back that was just like, Ronda's the best one in this match. <laughs> they, were, they, they pulled on me from the G1. They're like, yo, shut the fuck up. Oh my God. <laughs> we have to talk about that for yeah. the people. This was ridiculous. There were two fucking assholes, like two rows behind us at the G1 card. During the main event of Okada J. White, they were talking about how much they fucking hate Lesnar and how much they're not looking forward to WrestleMania tomorrow. Well, there was, was the, like the, the guy I yelled at was talking about WrestleMania. The other guy was talking about like what was going on at the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, at the same time, and so I'm at AEW, like Dan was getting pissed at him, and then I got pissed at the WrestleMania guy. <laughs> and yeah. then... I, I couldn't hear the AEW guy talking anymore. And so when the WrestleMania guy kept talking, I just turned around. I was like, yo, dude, shut the fuck up and watch the match. Yeah, it's like your ticket is fucking wasted on you, you piece of shit. Yeah. Like, why are I you... I did enjoy... I like the follow-up, the guy, like, sitting right behind us, where he's just like, it's like talking during a movie. Yeah, it is talking during a movie. Yeah. This is a live movie. You're talking about something that's not even related to what's going on in the ring right now. Yeah, it's like such yeah. fucking chump stains. Ugh. Ugh. Whatever. There was definitely times I'm like, I fucking hate wrestling fans this weekend. You know, it's yeah. Sometimes we forget that like we're much better than the average some like, sometimes average shithead wrestling. The amount fan. of people that had replica belts in the parking lot of WrestleMania was just like fucking why. <laughs> If you have a replica belt, cool. Keep it in your house. Like, hang it up. It's cool. Like, have it that way. Why bring it to a show? Yeah. There was literally, we we were parked a couple spots away from guys that had them, like, displayed on their truck. (laughs) And I was just like, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) All right. That's, That's a Mark truck right there. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the main event. So thought the entrances were, but um, definitely the uh, the ending. I don't know how it came off on TV. Definitely came off mm-hmm. very weird in the arena. With- yeah, I thought I thought it was uh, like because it was such an obvious like her getting her shoulder up, and the fact that even commentary was talking about it. I thought they were gonna like restart the match. Yeah, apparently it was it was not meant to happen. Like it was supposed to be a clean pin. Yeah. So then, I guess the, the big thing I'm wondering is, it's like, did the was it more so a fuck up on the ref's part, or was this Ronda fucking up? Apparently, like, it was Ronda. Like that was supposed to be the end. Yeah, because like supposed, like Ronda's shoulders were supposed to be flat. Hmm. But then, are we getting extra worked? Was this actually not supposed to be the finish? And then, 
Like, is she supposed to go out with controversy? Or was she is she just going into business for herself and she's like, hey, I'm not leaving without a little bit of heat. And, you know, I'm going to leave this with the controversy. It's not going to be an actual clean pin because mm-hmm. fuck you guys. Like, there's so many layers. And I'm wondering, like, do you think that did Rhonda fuck this up on purpose? And then if so, was it actually at the direction of Vince no. or did she do it on her own volition? I think she did it on her own volition, and I think she just made the best of it. Hmm. It's similar to, I think, like, did you see on Raw on Monday when Aleister Black was uh, coming out? Um, his uh, normal uh, rising thing didn't work, so he just, like, mm-hmm. jumped up, like, from the ground <laughs> and, like, just Fair made enough, the best yeah. of it. So I think it's I think it's a similar situation to that. Because it's just I don't know. It seems like wouldn't you just set up and do the spot like or not maybe even not the same spot again, but like a similar spot and then just get her so to I another think, pin. I think yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a little fuck up on the ref and on uh, Ronda. Yeah, because the refs are supposed. To, the idea is that even if someone's not supposed to get pinned, if they're in a pinning position, they should be like you should count to three. Right, because it's the like, the, yeah, the ref is supposed to be maintaining the legitimacy of the illusion of the match. Yes, and then I think if the opposite happens, I think they should also be on top of that and go, oh, no, wait, she's not pinned, I can't count to three. Yeah, it's like... Because, I mean, you've got two... Ex- that's like, so have- fucking hard, because it's like... Because, like, especially if the ref knows that that's supposed to be the finish. Yeah. And it's like she fucking pulls that at the last fucking second, and it, it was so like obvious of a pull. I don't know. That's hard. But I guess like within WWE uh, command of hierarchy, like just the ref is the one who's gonna get fucked over, not Rada. So. No, I mean I, I think the ref was on Raw or SmackDown or something. I, I don't think anything happened to him. But uh, the the co- like commentary made no mention of it on Monday. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're just moving on. Yeah. Becky's new opponent is apparently Lacey Evans. Oh, God. That, why? <laughs> this is so stupid. Like, that. finally now, this is when they're going to start using Lacey Evans to yep. be the completely underwhelming and undeserving opponent of Becky Lynch. Yep. Hey, or would you rather have uh, Dana Oscar. Brooke? No, Asuka. Or Dana Brooke who because beat Asuka Bailey. Because uh, Asuka beat Becky before and made her tap. When she took the title from her, or when she retained the title over her, but uh, like Oscar lost the battle royal and was nowhere to be seen on SmackDown. Bring back Oscar! Stop making her a joke. Let her challenge Becky. Becky two belts. I I, if she makes that a shirt, I'm buying that. I like you know what? Well, I'm wondering too. Do you think she's gonna try and keep these two separate belts, or do you think they're going to go towards unification? Because they've been uh, talking quite a lot about unification between a couple of belts. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure where they go from this, because they keep introducing her as the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion. So I'm wondering if right now they're thinking about keeping it separate, um, and then possibly doing unification down the line, so we'll see. I mean, I, I think they should I think they should unify it. I absolutely think they should unify it. Like, I think there's, you... there's there's three certain titles that they need to unify. I think they need to put together... Actually, all the ones that they are teasing to unifying right now, actually. Put together the single women's titles. 
put together the Universal and WWE title and put together the men's tag titles. Yep. Because you just... And I think that then the way that you would uh, start booking that with those single champions is that those champions would switch between shows. Like, they would be on both shows. Yeah. They... That was the idea when they first split the brands. Mm-hmm. That the WWE champion would go to both shows. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the far better way to do it. Yeah. Especially... Because, like, at this point, if you condense that down, then you'd have, like, all right, you have the WWE title, you have the Intercontinental and U.S. titles, and the Cruiserweight title, you have the tag titles, and then the women, you have the women's title and the women's tag. Mm-hmm. That's solid. That's fine. Yeah, that's plenty of titles. Yeah, I think that's plenty of titles. I think that, at that point, all those titles still kind of mean something. Mm-hmm. You know, the Intercontinental and the U.S. are always still a little bit up for debate, depending on what they're being used for. <laughs> but at least then it's, like... You know, not splitting half of those divisions in half. I think you have a you have a pretty good hierarchy of unite yeah U.S. and Intercontinental right now. Because mm-hmm. you got Joe with U.S. and uh, Finn Balor with Intercontinental. Yeah, especially too like if if they want to do you know especially if you keep like the WWE tag titles and then like the women's titles like those can be cross brand. But then say you had like the U.S. title is Raw exclusive and the Intercontinental title is SmackDown exclusive or yeah. switch it back and forth, like something like and that. So, so then if, one of those... If you is... want a title for like the main event of certain TV shows, mm-hmm. those can be the main events, like the U.S. title match and the Intercontinental title match. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Speaking of which, I thought a great win from uh, Finn Balor at WrestleMania. That, that piqued my interest later in the night. Yeah. The, the Demon entrance was amazing. Yeah, the demon is always fun. And uh, um, Bobby Lashley got some crazy new contacts with the... Uh, yeah, that did not come across at all to the live crowd. I didn't <laughs> hear about that until afterwards. Yeah, it's like, well, that's weird. He's supposed to like a demon hunter now? Apparently. Like him and him and Ember Moon both have weird uh, contacts? Yeah, fucking Ember Moon comes back and has a great showing in the women's Battle Royal. Uh, Carmella wins. Oh, I thought great wind of Hawkins and Ryder, though. Yeah, the people were into it. Oh, yeah, because they, they were in New York territory. Yeah, hometown boys going over, stealing the tag titles, uh, and then and uh, then beating the Revival again on Raw. Yeah. Uh, I thought uh, Colin, Jost, and Michael Che were hilarious. That was fun. You know, I, the only thing I would have changed about that that I thought, which is a minor booking thing, was that, like, with uh, Michael Che trying to eliminate himself, I yeah. thought Braun should have just let him do it. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Michael Che never did anything to him. It was only ever Colin Jost that was being a dick to him. Yeah, because Che... I think Che probably wanted to, like, be involved in that. Yeah, like, probably. Because he's the wrestling fan, right? So, like, I'm sure mm-hmm. he was... I'm sure he was like, hey, can you throw me over? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so it was, yeah. it was still fun, but yeah. Yeah, uh, Colin Joe's coming out with the Odell Beckham jersey was a nice touch. <laughs> yep, definitely drawing on that Boston hate. Oh, yeah. And uh, the AJ Styles-Randy Orton match. I have a fun note from this. Could you hear the chance of turn the lights off during this match? Oh, no. So, however the lighting rig was set up for Randy Orton... And AJ Styles, there was a yellow mm-hmm. light shining in our section, like in our face, mm-hmm. so we like could barely see the match. And then in a couple other sections, and so we were all chanting, 
turn the light off. <laughs> and apparently Randy could hear this. And so he thought at first, I think during the match, uh, he said, like, he thought the people were reacting to him. So he was playing up to it. And he put into an Instagram post later. He's like, I heard about the lighting issue. That sucks. You missed a hell of a match. Yeah, fair enough. Because, yeah, so, it, was, it was definitely a solid match. Yeah. I thought it was well worked. Uh, I got to see the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> the very end of it, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and it it was one of those ones too that afterwards I was kind of wondering because in the middle of it I was starting to think like I think I might have picked the wrong guy I thought that maybe Orton was going to go over because I wondered if they were going to do Orton and Kofi again Mm -hmm. at some point here in the future but then uh, AJ Styles getting the win really kind of reminded me and got me excited that like you know AJ Styles was the guy who had actually beaten Kofi in the first gauntlet match Mm -hmm. so there is a legitimate reason for him to get a match there Mm. but it was making me think that it's kind of one of those matches where it's like the loser is going to leave the brand kind of in the same way Uh. that like uh reigns and drew had their match and drew is now appearing on smackdown Mm. so i'm wondering if randy orton's going to appear on raw but it makes me kind of wonder as far as like the whole superstar shakeup draft thing coming what are your thoughts on who should be switching brands between raw and smackdown i mean i really like drew going to smackdown Mm mm-hmm I think he'll definitely be more of a main event player there. And you know what? I, it's still really early, but I like him hooking up with the bar. I think yes. that kind of makes sense. I was going to, like, I, I told uh, Aaron, pointed out, she was like, wait, it, like, didn't you say Seamus and Cesaro from, like, uh, European countries? And she was like, and if this guy is Scottish, she's mm-hmm. like, doesn't make sense that they're all, like, all together. I was like, yep, they could definitely form, like, an international faction. Like, it, it kind of just makes me think about it, it's like why the fuck didn't they just put these guys together in the first place like why did they bother with the whole Dolph Ziggler and Braun Strowman with Drew McIntyre yeah alliance like that was so and bad they don't even have to play up the whole European thing just like just have these guys together the three of them are just like legitimate mm-hmm. ass kickers like that's all you need yeah it's like I think they all have a little bit closer they have more similar energy like a certain type of aggression yes. a similar size uh you know, that I think that gels well together. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, it was more juxtaposed against something like Braun Strowman being so much more of, like, actually, like, more of, like, a weird character monster because he's such, like, a big, like, just... He's Braun! Yeah. Like, and then Dolph Ziggler being this kind of, like, really weird, like, extremely technical sort of, like, little guy. Yeah. Comparatively, like, it, it was... I mean, granted... Dolphin Drew made a lot more sense. Like that. Yes. That was a lot better of a pairing. Because Drew is the big Braun. guy, but he can also be technical. Yeah, I, you know what? That was that was the biggest thing, but never made sense. Like, why did Drew team up with Braun? Because like he's already a big guy. Yeah. And like he wasn't the type of guy that's like, oh, I'm not big enough, and I need a bigger guy. Like, I don't like, think no. he's ever been like. Drew's that. fucking huge. Like, <laughs> and you know, Drew, it, like while he can kind of talk for himself, he's also not the type to like be a mouthpiece for somebody yeah so it was always very weird but yeah having Sheamus and Cesaro I think that makes sense yeah yeah um in terms of other moves like uh Braun appeared on Smackdown this week not a big fan of that no but I am I am a fan of him and Samoa Joe I think that'll be fun (laughs) so as long as this is just a one-off thing I'm totally cool with I just don't see Braun as a permanent Smackdown guy um I'm trying to think who else I would want to see on different brands. 
yeah, I think uh, uh, switching up maybe like Orton to Raw or something might be a nice switch. Yeah, you'll need some other guys for like the uh, Seth and Roman to go up against. That's just, true, like having yeah. Orton over there would be good. I would really love. I mean, you know, even if he's back just for a little bit, like please keep Scenic back as the Doctor of Thugonomics. That was so fucking fun oh, to see at WrestleMania. That was great. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, that was awesome. Dude, and, our like our section was a lot of like guys our age. Like I was even mm-hmm. I was sitting next to uh, a couple of guys from uh, England. <coughs> mm-hmm. and we were all doing the thugonomics rap like his entrance nice. it was so great <laughs> that was so fucking fun at wrestlemania but then of course we didn't get to see him on monday but we did get to see the undertaker come back and interrupt elias which is uh, very uninteresting and i'm sure will probably be like a match just, at the saudi arabia show he looks so old <laughs> Yeah, it's uh like he's yeah. literally starting to look like a dead man. Like <laughs> he's just gonna keep. He's just more and more living the gimmick. Yeah, like soon he's gonna be the Crypt Creeper rather than the dead man. Yeah, <laughs> he's just the corpse. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, God. Yeah. Yeah. That's I not think gonna only, be great. So only matches I don't think we talked about yet is uh, Shane McMahon defeating the Miz. I thought that was a cool finish. Um. I, I'm not sure how, I don't, I, I just, I think that it would have been a little bit better if Shane had earned it a little bit more, like, mm-hmm. if there was just a slightly more, uh, like, I an think intention that, behind it, it something. It, it feeds well into the heel character, though, like, it's obvious he's not the best in the world, like, he only won off of. But I don't believe that Miz is tough, like, I think. That's true. I like. The way that that whole match is booked, I think that's the thing that bothers oh, me about it. Was the it, like, star of that match is was that, Mrs. Dad. Yeah, Mrs. Dad. Because like, I felt like the finish was trying to make up for the match not being good. Yeah. Because like, well, it, was trying, mean, it was trying so hard to play this, like, Miz is this tough guy, and that Shane's not. And it's like, granted, Shane's not a tough guy, but he's tougher than the Miz. Yeah. He's jumped off things. <laughs> yeah, he, j- he jumps off things fucking constantly. He jumped off a goddamn hell in a cell. Like... <laughs> So I thought that the way that they should have put this together, and it, yeah, of course, this mistake is not just there. Like this, they were leading up to this mistake with like Miz somehow being enough of a tough guy to beat all of Sanity. Like that was a mistake. The reason that he should have been able to win that match, if he could win that match, is because he's wily, and the reason that he would have beaten Shane is because he outsmarted him, not because he outtoughed him. Like, so I don't like it, especially because then he also just lost. So. I don't know. You know what? If this turns into like really quickly Miz turning heel again because he lost, then maybe I'll be more okay with it in retrospect, but it just kind of seems like meh. I don't know. I mean, yeah. did you think it was a little better than I'm giving it credit for? I mean, it wasn't like my favorite match in the card, but mm-hmm. I thought it was entertaining enough with like all the stuff they did in the crowd and... Mm-hmm. I have to say, for being in the crowd, like it kept us entertained, even like not being able to see them in the ring. So, yeah. um, and yeah, I at least I enjoyed the end because I that's I immediately thought I'm like, oh great, this is gonna feed into. I was I guess I wasn't thinking about from the Miz perspective. I was thinking of just just from Shane. I think of just I thought I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is gonna be great for Shane's heel character. Mm. 
okay of being the best in the world like he didn't earn the win mm-hmm. it was an accident so yeah yeah gotcha because uh yeah the, the thing that i think strikes me about this whole story that makes me like confused which is part of what wwe's problem with storytelling is sometimes is their whole like uh every time that somebody no matter who they are if they turn heel all of a sudden they're not a good wrestler and they're just a conniving piece of shit and it doesn't matter who you are once you turn babyface, all of a sudden you become tough and courageous and I think that was a part of the problem with this feud was that like once Shane had turned on Miz, all of a sudden now Miz was supposed to be like way more of a babyface than he ever was before. And like somehow he's supposed to be tougher now. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't make sense. And then like Shane was somehow supposed to, I don't know, I guess like Shane being more dastardly it still kind of makes more sense just because he's always a McMahon so they can always fall into that. But I just, yeah, I didn't buy Miz as a tough guy babyface. And that was what a lot of the story was trying to rely on. Was that, like, especially because, like, here's the other part of the problem. Was that Shane fucking turned on Miz because Miz lost their matches twice. Like, he was the one that kept getting pinned in their tag team matches to lose. So, like, how is Miz supposed to be the tough guy? When he keeps fucking losing. When Shane's the other guy in the ring. They could have gotten pinned any of the times. But he didn't. Miz gets pinned. Mm-hmm. But then because Shane beats him up from him being a loser, that somehow makes Miz stronger. And now Miz is a tough guy. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't buy it. Uh, what I did like, though, was the Iconics winning the women's tag team match. Yeah, I was. I thought that was a lot better than it should have been. Yeah. To be honest. At least especially the finish. I thought the Iconics being very sneaky and yeah. like taking advantage of Beth's oh, work. So, oh, I heard a great comparison. They are uh, Edge and Christian. Huh. Well, like not the, quite from an in perspective yet, but oh, no, no, in no. a lot of other ways, yeah. Sorry, like the comedic Edge gotcha. and Christian. Gotcha. Like yeah. The segments where they, they would make fun of Kurt and stuff like that. And I was like, holy shit, they're right. And like, that's why I think they work well yeah yeah honestly my only criticism of the iconics at this point is i just don't think that especially billy k i don't think that billy k is quite up to snuff in ring yet i think that peyton royce is a bit better than her oh definitely by far um but honestly i think that that kind of they're developing that more and more or at least they're covering up for it more and more in the way that they're developing their characters mm-hmm. so i think that kind of works because they're very much like oh well we're just the we're the two who are completely actually afraid to basically wrestle people unless they're real jobbers. Yeah. Like, everybody like who's do. a legitimate contender, yeah, no, we know we can't actually beat them, so we have to, like, outsmart them and, like, keep them in the corner and fuck over them. Like, yeah, we're those people. And I like it. Plus, they're Australian, and that's, you know, I like that. You like the accent? I Australian accents, dude, I fucking love them. The girls. I mean, both of them, Tony Storm... They get me. Uh, it's like with you in Irish accents. Oh yeah, it's a, I was gonna say Aaron. Aaron was watching Raw with me, and uh, Becky came out, and I was like, "Hey, you know how couples have those hypothetical lists?" She was like, "She can be on yours." Yeah. Oh man, sorry. I think that pretty much covers most of WrestleMania. I think let's I think let's let's turn the, the clock back a little bit. Yeah, it's and actually the start of our WrestleMania weekend. 
Actually, no, before we do that for a second, I do want to talk about one of the matches that we've been teasing. So we were talking about the potential unification matches. Mm. I do think because they've been teasing it this last week, I think that it, they might actually end up doing a match between Seth Rollins and Kofi. My question to you is these two. One, do you think that they will do that match? And then two, if so, when? Like, do you think they'll do it really soon, or they? do you think they would post it off until, like, SummerSlam? For, like, a big title unification. I feel like they probably will wait till SummerSlam. That's kind of what it feels like to me, because that would be a really big deal. And actually, interesting from a history perspective, if they wanted to do it that way, uh, SummerSlam was where the first Universal title match was, right? Between Balor and Rollins? Yes. So then maybe that'll be where the Universal title also retires. It can just be absorbed back into the WWE title. Because mm. I would assume if you unify them, you would just keep the WWE title. Like, you would just get rid of oh, the okay. Universal title. Like, <laughs> if, they yeah, fuck, if they fuck that one up, that would be amazing. Like, we're going to keep this really shitty-looking title and get rid of the WWE title. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, with uh, Kofi's win, I did like that they had the original title ready to mm-hmm. go. That was nice. Because I think I, that made the celebration just a little bit better. Although, actually, f- funny enough, from a celebration perspective, did you know that apparently they had put that new shirt uh, for New Day online, like, before the match had already happened? Oh, really? So, if, like, you know, whoever, if so many people were scrolling, trying to look for stuff on uh, online, they could have already found the, the shirt and spoiled the match. Well, Big E almost spoiled it. He came out before <laughs> they, uh, uh, the end of the match where they showed the, uh, uh, the new shirts. Mm-hmm. They they had like that gift box for Kofi with it. Yeah, and he like almost grabbed the box and showed it to Kofi like before the match. Yeah, that he was like, "This is for after, right?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh man. That would, oh my god, that would have been worse than the curtain call. <laughs> Just like we completely fucking ruined kayfabe. Sorry, guys. We all already know that Kofi's winning. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, act, all right, so now we can rewind time back to NXT. What yes. started off this whole weekend, it was also a fucking amazing show. Yes. From start to finish. Yeah, every single match was really good. Yeah. You know, from the, the send-off of Aleister Black and Ricochet, with uh, the War Raiders retaining their titles. That was great. Uh, Aleister Black, or not Aleister Black, jeez. Velveteen Dream and uh matt riddle that was yeah. fun what did you think of that match what i liked about that one is is it it was the it was a great match to set up for future ones because mm. you had matt riddle in control most of the time mm-hmm. and dream getting that like taking advantage of a mistake win yep exactly slipped on a banana peel yep um but the alistair black ricochet and War Raiders match, I thought it was a great start to the show. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great send off for Alistair and Ricochet. Uh, Hanson and Rowe, holy shit in that match! Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially, I think is it is Rowe the uh, who's the bigger one? Is that Hanson? Uh, I can't keep them straight. I think it's Hanson. Like doing the like what Ricochet normally does with like the backflip into the rope and then spring like a springboard uh elbow uh, or whatever yes yes you're right yes hansen is the high flying one 
and Roe is the power guy. Yeah. And it was just, it was fucking crazy. So yeah, just great match on that. Yeah, that was a lot of fucking fun. Um, and actually, yeah, you mentioned it too because right with the the Biddle and Velveteen Dream match ending, that was basically the ending for uh, Ronda and Becky too. Yeah, which is funny. I think that's that makes sense as far as like how you how do you book a guy or how do you book somebody to beat the MMA person? Yeah, you get a fluke pin. <laughs> yeah, or a roll up pin kind of thing. I guess it, it's not necessarily a fluke. I guess it was more of a fluke in Velveteen's case. Because Matt Riddle yes. had been in so much control for, mo- like, that entire match. Uh-huh. And I feel like, and you can't, like, MMA people, you have to watch, like, how you submit them. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't want to, I think, like, I think a pin was fine for Ronda and, like, Matt Riddle this weekend, so. Yeah, definitely. I think it pins, it, well, it, it's, there's so much more of a different psychological effect, right, between a pin versus a submission, so. Yeah. Pins are usually a lot better in that kind of case. Um, Walter and Pete Dunn was fucking amazing. Great, very solid, and yeah, a fitting end to the the Bruiserweights reign. Yeah, and like both of those guys had to like earn it on that match, and it was so great. Like, mm-hmm. and you could just good. I was just gonna say you could just see it in both. Like they were both just like, what do I have to do to put this guy down? Like, yeah, yeah, because it's like yeah, Pete Dunn's just like trying to you know solve this weight disparity, the size disparity, and then Walter's yeah. like, "How the fuck does this little guy still have this much fight?" <laughs> I was holding you down and just like punching your face. <laughs> How are you not dead? <laughs> yeah, it was it was like the Mountain and the Viper, you know, yeah. from Game of Thrones, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun too because like uh, so the wife ended up watching this match with me and she she watched the entire thing mm-hmm. and afterwards said i thought that was a really great match and then i turned to her and i said okay why do you think so because <laughs> i agree it was a good match but i want to hear in your words why you think so and to you know summarize what she said she was like well you know there's they've had really different styles and it was really great to see you know the little guy you know, trying to do everything he could, trying to, like, get up and crawl up on this big guy. It was, like, watching Shadow of the Colossus. He's, like, trying to get up top of him and, like, trying to stab him with anything he could. And then, you know, the big guy just slams him down. And it was just really great to see that struggle. And I was like, my wife understands wrestling. Holy shit. I <laughs> this mean, is great. I can pick him, right? Like, I know, it, you know. And for anybody who doesn't remember the, the great story... Many, 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 many years ago, Joe told me, you marry this girl, you marry her right now. All because she was listening to Cody Rhodes' theme song. <laughs> because she... Uh, yeah. Well, it was the mirror was the, one, right? Yeah, it was like the, one of the Smoke and Mirrors ones. Yeah, Smoke and Mirrors. I was like, whoa! Whoa! You're only Smoke and Mirrors! Whoa! Yep. <laughs> that was how we knew. And she's just confirming it over and over again. So Yep. Someday you're going to have to have, you know, Aaron's gonna sit down and tell you, man, Joe, that was a really great match. <laughs> I mean, she said Finn Balor was cute, so I'm getting there. That's that's one step in the right direction. And yeah. for it was all she just liked the one theme music. You know, yeah. that's that's even more removed than that guy is cute. <laughs> Although, actually, I'm trying to remember. I think the first guy that when we were first watching whatnot, she was saying I think that she thought like Dolph Ziggler was cute, and she would call mm-hmm. him um, Mr. Sparkly Pants. Oh, that was, uh, Aaron did say if she was going to, like, buy wrestling gear, it would be the New Day's gear. 
Yeah, they've got great shirts. Because it, it, it it's sparkly and nice. So. I might have to get the fucking new Kofi shirt sometime. New yeah. day, new champ. It's a <laughs> new day, Kofi. New new champ. It's a new day, new champ. I think that I think that actually is on the shirt. Oh, okay. It's new day, new champ. I, I could be like wrong, but I think there. that's... I do like Biggie's entrance for them now. Oh, yeah. Come that's on. right. Yeah. We are five-time champ and new <laughs> WWE champion. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, it's New Day is the champion. They've been saying it. Yeah, it was, it's not just Kofi. Like, obviously, Kofi is the one who's the champion, but... Yeah. Yeah, they did it together. Oh, also, one of the most over people on the card, Kofi's son. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That kid, he, he was so excited. He jumped up onto the second rope and had his hand. <laughs> he threw his shirt in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh it was God. so awesome to see, like, 80,000 people pop for, like, however old he is. Like, Yeah. It's like five year old kid just yeah. like going nuts. Throws his shirt out to the crowd, the whole crowd. Woo! <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, oh and that but the the crowd fucking also went nuts back in NXT with Johnny Gargano finally, finally oh won the NXT title. After yeah. overcoming the undisputed era, overcoming Oh yeah, like, basically everything. Overcoming the undisputed era. Like let's just mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause like damn, someone put it to me this way. I don't, I don't know if you felt this way, but someone was like, when I saw the undisputed error interfere, they were like, I got scared because what WWE usually does is when the heel group interferes, it's not like from their interference that you the heel gets the pin. Mm-hmm. It's usually just like oh one pin later. So like, for mm-hmm. example, Kyle Riley would like hit the move right, and then Cole would go to pin him. Johnny kicks out, and then, like, Cole hits his finisher and then right. gets the win. Yep. And so, like, they were so scared. They're like, but when Gingar- Gargano kicked out of that as well, it was like, oh, shit, it's on. Yep. Yeah, I just whew, went fucking nuts. I went nuts. The crowd went nuts. And it was just, it was a well-booked two out of three falls match. All three falls were spaced out really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was... You know, this story of, like, you know, Cole is trying to do everything he can to try and possibly outmaneuver this guy who is clearly a better wrestler than him. Yeah. And, you know, when... And and I love that it was every single time that Johnny got on the Gargano escape, it was either Cole tapped or Cole had to basically completely save himself. Like, there was... Yeah. There was no time where he actually just, of his own volition, got out of the hold. Like, he either had to go to the ropes had to get undisputed era or tapped because he tapped twice i think yeah i mean that's why uh i thought that it was nice to give cole the first pin mm-hmm. because then it gave it gave cole the chance to tap really fast for that second one right and set up too because like you know undisputed era hadn't come out yet so it did set yeah. up the precedent that like you know if adam cole is on point and takes advantage like he can actually get a pin on gargano Mm-hmm. you have to set up every other pin temp later that's like all right well if he gets any of these other pins it's over so then just sets up the climb and gargano did he climbed that fucking mountain man yeah, and then and we get to see went. you know champa come out at the end seemingly resolving the diy storyline i love that he goes he's standing behind me isn't he yeah <laughs> yeah that was fun yeah, so I wonder if that's like their write-off of the DIY storyline. 
at least I, for NXT, right? Yeah, yeah, at least for NXT. I think that I think that it is. That kind of seems the way that it is. Like that now Gargano can have his title run, go up to the main roster, then next year have Champa return to whichever brand Gargano's on and like finish it off. Well, you know what? Honestly, I I think that just so probably timeline wise, I don't know how long Champa's out. It seems like it's going to be a while though. Uh, at least a year. Okay, so at least a year. Yeah, all right. So Gargano will have his reign. Will presumably, if he doesn't get injured, go up to the main roster at some point. Uh, although I like what he had said recently that he says NXT is the main roster. <laughs> so true. Uh, but eventually, I'm sure he'll get drafted, you know, pulled away over 205 Live Raw or SmackDown. Uh, and then, yeah, I think just whenever Champ is ready to come back, then he just joins him probably as the tag team DIY. Like, I think that they just kind of do what they were doing a little bit, like that tease on the main roster when they came up to Raw and SmackDown, and they were just together. I think they're just going to kind of do that. Like, Champ will come back. It'll be exciting. People will be happy to see him. And he'll tag with Gargano. Yeah. And I don't think there's any problem with that. Yeah, I, I think that would be great. Yeah, because, I don't know, yeah. I think it's over. I think the DIY, at least the like the them feuding, I think is over. Yeah, it was a nice ending. Which, I mean, it. I'm glad they at least gave it some sort of ending, because it would have been disappointing if there was just completely no resolution at all. But even though it does suck that there wasn't that like final match. But, you know. At least, at least, like, leading up to Champa getting injured, like, Johnny did, like, beat the shit out of him. Like, so he did get that cathartic moment. Yeah. Like, after, um, they oh, yeah, had lost the, in the, the... Dusty Classic. Yeah, they lost in the Tag Team Classic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. What a weekend. It was a great weekend. So, coming away from it all, from the whole thing, what was your favorite match or moment or anything like that from any of the shows? Ooh. Or, uh, or maybe what is you most excited for the future, now that we've got kind of like some other groundwork for what's going on next? I mean, Kofi being WWE champion definitely has me excited for the future and probably is my favorite moment, I'll say. Mm-hmm. My favorite match has to be Naido Ibushi. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Oh, Becky Lynch winning as well. Um, I'm interested to see this, how Taven works out. So, yeah, yeah, a, a lot of the Ring of Honor stuff I'm actually really excited about. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I think I would definitely echo a lot of those sentiments. Um, I would also add in to, so like, for example, one of the things I'd, found online is that uh like abushi's next challenger for the ic title or at least he challenged his next challenger so he decided to challenge zack saber jr because oh, of what wow. zack saber did to tanahashi and so since like abushi has so much respect for tanahashi and for nakamura he's like i want to fight you nice so uh zack saber's the next challenger for the ic title so that's gonna be fucking hella tight that's in like the next kind of like round of new japan shows um I think it's at Dontaku, maybe. I'll have to look it up. But mm-hmm. yeah, we got that on the horizon. It looks awesome. Kofi's fucking title run. I'm so excited for. I hope that it isn't like just a really short transitional title run, even though I'm very afraid that it might be. 
and I'm not saying it has to be like a giant title run either. It's not like it has to be like a year long run. I just don't want it to be like he loses it in the first defense to like Drew McIntyre and then it's over. Like, yeah, <laughs> that would just suck. And I, because I also, even though I don't want them to actually do it, I do want them to start teasing and start looking at a New Day breakup angle. Like, just tease the tension, just to kind of see what that storyline would look like. But I think that that would even be more interesting and to serve their uh, brotherhood if then, then they overcome that tension, right? Like, they're the tag team that, even though the tension's there, it doesn't boil over. And they don't hate each other and they don't break up. Yeah. Like, that would be kind of cool to see. I mean, so far it looks like there's no hint at any tension, so. Yeah. So, there's that. That could be on the horizon. We'll see what they do. I'm just like, so excited that Kofi's champion. I still kind of like... It's kind of like I don't quite believe it. I'm still like, is this a dream? I don't want to wake up if it is. Like, I just want to keep sleeping. Yeah. Um, but then possible title unifications, because I think that would be a very good effect on the Ooh, shows, yeah. is to try and cut down some of these titles. Yeah, so. it would just it would allow for more flexibility. You yeah. don't have to have like these small divisions on each show. So. Yeah, and especially with, like, you know, all the pay-per-views being joint brand now, too. Like, it's a lot easier to get those pay-per-views on the card, or those matches on the card. I think those divisions would mean more. And I think, honestly, it WWE is so big right now, they have way too many talents that they just aren't using. So then if they aren't going to, like, start telling storylines differently, then I think they need to start coming through and getting rid of some of their talent they're not using. Or if they're not going to use them at all, put them on NXT, or just release them. Like, fuck it. Like... Guys like Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, why the fuck are they even employed? Guys like The Ascension, why are they even employed? Yeah. Like, the one the one use I can think of with The Ascension is, like, maybe put him back down in NXT because they had, like, that NXT title run and tag team run that was so crazy back in the day. Maybe you can try and recapitalize on that. But, like, there's just a lot of guys, I think, in that locker room that they don't need anymore. Yeah. And that those guys, it's it's not even that, like, those guys are necessarily completely wasted wrestlers. Like, I think that if you let them go somewhere else, there are more places now than there were a couple of years ago. Like It's, a, it's JR's favorite saying, go, mm-hmm. go away and learn a new hold. Right, exactly. Go away and become a lot better. You know, increase your value. Go somewhere like Ring of Honor. Go somewhere like All League. Go somewhere like New Japan. Go somewhere like Major League Wrestling. You know, like, there's, there's a lot of places. Go somewhere like Impact. Go somewhere yeah. like AAA or CMLL. Like, yeah. I yeah, feel like if. Go ahead. Sorry. Any of those, like, international places, too. Like, like it's the one of the one of the people I feel like has to be feeling just like a lot of pain and just fucking hates their position. Like, for example, is like the revival. Like those guys, it's. I feel like it's they're very much experiencing the idea that like just because you're on the main roster and just because you're in WWE doesn't mean that you are going to be doing good wrestling or being used well at all. And yeah, those guys are just constantly getting like jobbed out. They had the tight the tag titles, but then they just randomly lost them to Zack Ryder and Curtis Hawkins without like barely any build. Lose again on Raw, basically for no fucking reason. Like, even though it would actually, like, feed into maybe a better storyline if they had just won them right back, but whatever. 
like those guys they have to be sitting there like fuck like i know that we're making a lot more money probably on this main roster by doing nothing but like those guys i think really love wrestling i think they'd probably be a lot fucking happier being in nxt or being not in wwe being somewhere else where they could actually wrestle and really wrestle matches mm-hmm. and have feuds like instead of just being fucking guys like it just I feel like after a while it's just gotta kill your fucking soul yeah <laughs> to just be there enjoying catering like what about a guy like EC3 what the fuck happened to him I uh, got thrown out of the battle royal early and that's about it yep worked Wrestlemania for like about two minutes mm-hmm. gets to pass cash that paycheck I guess yeah, exactly. But you know what? Hey, I guess that's also what some guys are looking for. So, I guess if that's what they want, then good for them. Right. I know that would just kill me. Like, if I was a wrestler, I wouldn't be able to tolerate that shit. I'd like. I would much rather be a bigger deal in a smaller pond and actually matter, than just like be a fucking random number somewhere else where I'm not going to be used. Even if the paycheck's good. Well, yeah, like, as long as the other paycheck isn't, like, no money. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) there's a difference between, like, not getting paid at all and getting paid versus, like, getting paid a livable wage versus, like, getting paid a lot. Like, I would much rather make a livable wage and give a shit about what I'm doing and have it matter versus, like, you know, make a shitload of money and what I'm doing, like, I would rather blow my brains out because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I, I would, 100%. 10 out of 10 times, I would take that deal. Alright. I think that'll do it for us this week. Yep. We will catch you again for Money in the Bank? Is that the next thing? Money in the Bank? Or do we That's have, um... They're advertising it at WrestleMania, so. Okay, so yeah, I guess it'll probably be Money in the Bank, unless there's uh, something else in between there. But yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like there's usually isn't there usually some sort of like extreme rules or backlash or That's revenge, like some sort of one of those pay per views like right after WrestleMania always. But apparently it's yeah no next is Money in the Bank. Cool, I like it. You know what? Money in the uh, Bank is Money actually Bank an exciting is- one. Yeah. Cool. We got Bunny the Bank coming up soon. We got uh, Wrestling Don Taku stuff coming up soon. We got. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is on the horizon? Uh, Ring of Honor's next one is going to be their version of Supercard, I believe. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look into the date for that one. All right. But, yeah. So we'll catch you guys down the road, and we hope you enjoyed our live, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> recap of both g1 and wrestlemania yes last week we're coming in live to give it our predictions and now we're coming in live giving our reviews because the word live is just another word that we can twist around and use however we want (laughs) but yeah yeah peace out everybody catch you next time